Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. I'm super excited uh, to have to be able to share with you guys today. And I want to start our conversation off uh, by repeating something that Pastor Jay had said uh, several weeks back. Pastor Jay said that he felt in his spirit Jesus saying to him, I've prepared the table. I've invited everyone to come. I, my hope and my prayer is that they do come and they show up in, at the table. But it seems that so many are busy. And when he said that, that spoke to my spirit. And I get it. It's Christmas season. It's the busiest time of the year. It's a time to go and visit relatives, family, and friends. It's a time for shopping and, and getting gifts wrapped. But if you would, for just one moment, for today, I urge you, let's drop everything. Let's clear our minds from all fears, all anxieties today. Would you do that for me? And would you allow yourself to be present in the moment with the Father? I truly believe that God is wanting to speak to us in a, in a very special way tonight. And in order to do that, let's take a moment right where you are to ask the Father to speak to you. Would you do that, please? Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Let every word be from you and not from me. I thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, uh, I'm going to invite my sister Kelly to come up. and She's going to read the, uh, the scripture that we're going to be talking from. And it's John 21, verses 1 through 17. Jesus appears at Lake Galilee. Later, Jesus appeared once again to a group of his disciples by Lake Galilee. It happened one day while Peter, Thomas the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, Jacob, John, and two other disciples were all together. Peter told them, I'm going fishing. And they all replied, we'll go with you. So they went out and they fished through the night but caught nothing. Then at dawn, Jesus was standing there on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was him. He called out to them saying, hey guys, did you catch any fish? Not a thing, they replied. Jesus shouted to them, throw your net over the starboard side and you'll catch some. And so they did, as he said, and they caught so many fish, they couldn't even pull in the net. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. I just want to pause here for one second because I can't move away from this one line because the author of this book is John. And he says about John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And so I just want you to breathe that in because he's not being stinkery. He's just really secure in his identity. And that is a word for me, and that is a word for you to say in this Christmas season, I am the one he loves. I am the one you love, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for that gift. We are the ones you love. So when Peter heard him say that, he quickly wrapped out his, his outer garment around him. And because he was athletic, he dove right into the lake to go to Jesus. The other disciples then brought the boat to shore, dragging their catch of fish. They weren't far from land, only about 100 meters. 
And when they got to shore, they noticed a charcoal fire with some roasted fish and bread. Then Jesus said, bring some of the fish you just caught. So Peter waded into the water and helped pull the net to shore. It was full of many large fish, exactly 153. But even with so many fish, the net was not torn. Come, let's have some breakfast, Jesus said to him. And not one of those disciples needed to ask who it was, because every one of them knew it was the Lord. Ooh, that's good. Then Jesus came close to them and served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection. After they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you burn with love for me more than these? And Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Jesus repeated his question the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you burn with love for me? And Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said, then Jesus asked him again, Peter, son of Jonah, do you have great affection for me? And Peter was saddened by being asked the third time and said, my Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. And Jesus replied, then feed my lambs. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Before we jump into the message, um, I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to find two people right where you are, and I want you to tell them they're invited to come sit at the table. Really quick, I want you guys to look at that invitation for me. And what you realize, the very first thing that you realize, there's not a lot of details and there's not a lot of requirements on this invitation. The location is where you are, and the time or the date is now. There's something very crucial that I want you to look at, and it's the very next line. It's the RSVP. Responde, s'il vous plaît. Will you respond? Please respond. This is the Father's asking you, will you respond to his invitation today? Will you accept his invitation? Will you leave everything to gain everything? Jesus invited Peter in the same fashion as my sister Kelly just read. Thank you so much, Kelly. The story goes that Peter and his brother Andrew were fishing, and Jesus comes up the shore of Galilee, and he he meets them there, right where they are, fishing, and he says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The Bible says next that Peter accepts, as well as Andrew, the Bible says they immediately drop their nets and they begin to follow Jesus. So now I'm going to take us, I'm going to fast forward three years to where my sister Kelly just read the Gospel of John 21. It's that final chapter, but I want to give you some some, uh, context to where we are in this part. The very first thing that you need to know is that by this point, Christ has already been uh, arrested, tried, crucified, and has been resurrected, okay? The next thing is that he has also shown himself to the disciples several times since his resurrection. And the final thing, he has instructed his disciples to go back to Galilee, which I believe is no coincidence, because like I said earlier, this is the place where Jesus and Peter first met. And sometimes 
God will take you back to where you started just to remind you of how much he loves you. The disciples were in Galilee, and they were waiting on the, to be filled by the Holy Spirit. They were waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. And some time had passed, and then Peter decides, I'm going fishing. So him and some of the other disciples, they go out to go fishing. And, of course, they catch nothing. I'm starting to believe that Peter really wasn't a good fisherman because every time we read in the Bible that he's fishing, he never really catches anything. But I also thought when I read this, I wonder what made Peter go fishing in the first place. This is a time of persecution. They just witnessed their their Savior be crucified. They're sitting behind locked doors is what the Bible says. But Peter in his own thoughts, just maybe, just maybe was he thinking, I just denied Christ three times. And he began to doubt his calling. Maybe I should go do the thing that I think that I am good at. Or maybe... I would always just be what I've always been. So I'm going to go back to the thing. I'm going to go back to this. While Peter is in this state, the Bible says that Jesus comes and shows himself on the shore. What an amazing thought. And the Bible says that it's in the breaking of day, so it's morning. There's a scripture that says that uh, um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I had this picture that Jesus himself is joy standing there on the, on the shore. So Jesus calls out to them and he says, children, notice the identity there. Children, have you caught any fish? And of course they respond, no. So Jesus says to them, uh, take the net and put it on the, other, on the right side of the boat. And they do that. And they have this large catch of fish. They pull it in. And John, as Kelly was saying, He looks over at Peter and says, Peter, that is Jesus. And I love this part. The Bible says that immediately Peter puts on his outer garment, he leaps off the boat, and he jumps in the water and begins to swim towards Jesus. Because reckless love will make you do unordinary things. When you experience reckless love, you will jump off of a boat and begin to swim towards the love that's there. So the story continues. Uh, Peter swimming towards the shore. He gets there, and what does he find in place? A fire with fish and bread laid out over it. Jesus met Peter where he was. And that leads me to my first point. Jesus will meet you where you are. My question to you today, where do you find yourself sitting at? Do you find yourself in a similar seat to Peter? Thinking, I've given my life to Christ, but yet and still, I keep going back to the things that are less than the calling that he has on my life. Do you find yourself like Moses in the desert? Forty years has passed, thinking to yourself, there's no way at this stage or age in my life that God is looking to you, someone like me. Well, I have good news for you today. Jesus will meet you there. Do you find yourself going to the well in the middle of the day because you know that no one else is there? Because secretly you're telling yourself, I'd rather be isolated because I'm tired of the disappointment of people. If that is you today, I want you to talk to the the Samaritan woman. She'll tell you, Jesus will meet you there. So no matter where you find yourself today, no matter where you think you are or who you are, 
I need you to understand my prayer is that, you've, that you experience the fact that Jesus will meet you where you are. What happens next in the story? They finish eating, or Jesus tells them to bring uh, the catch that they had just made. Bring it, in, and we'll have some. Uh, they they ate together, and after that, Jesus and Peter have a conversation. And as what Kelly was saying, basically Jesus is asking Peter, "Does he love him?" And he does it three separate times. And Peter responds every time, "Jesus, you know that I love you." And then Jesus responds with, "We'll feed my lambs." You are invited to have fellowship with Christ and then to feed his sheep. Peter couldn't have fed the sheep without being loved by the shepherd first. Peter couldn't have fed the sheep without first being loved by the shepherd. We love because he first loved us. Listen to this. This is really good. Jesus invited Peter to come follow him. Peter accepted the invitation. After he accepted the invitation, he ended up denying Christ three times. But Jesus never gave up on Peter. Instead, Jesus met Peter where he was, he loved him, and he sent him to go feed his sheep. You see this full circle on the day of Pentecost. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, preaches his first gospel message, and 3,000 souls were saved. I wonder in that moment, as the 3,000 were being saved, because I told you earlier in the story, Peter is out fishing, and I wonder if he had a thought in his mind of doubting his calling. And I wonder if in this moment, when the 3,000 are being saved, I wonder if he thought, about, he thought back to where it first started. I wonder if he remembered the time when Jesus walked up to him on the Sea of Galilee, and he said to him, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. We see it full circle. And this leads us to our second point. Jesus is faithful to see it through. The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church in chapter 1, verse 6, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his good work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. God started the good works within you, and he is faithful to finish it. Will you rest in that truth today? I was working at uh, the homeless shelter at the time, and one of the things that I did at the homeless shelter was I, I got in a van. It was an old raggedy van. Then they upgraded it, but I got in this van, and I would go all across Knoxville, and I would pick up donated food from all the different places. It was an amazing job, but it just, it was, it, it didn't pay much, but I loved what I was doing. On this one particular day, I'm driving down Kingston Pike, and there's this lady out of her mind standing in the middle of the road. She's standing in the median in Kingston Pike, and the cars are coming both ways, and they're honking the horn at her, and they're screaming at her, and they're telling her she's crazy, and this lady is fighting back all the traffic. She's saying the same thing to them that they're saying to her. And a car came uh, southbound and almost hit her, which caused her to jump into my lane, right? And as I'm coming down, I'm slamming on brakes, I'm moving the Dodger and all this. And when I did that, I heard in my spirit, Jay, go to her. Jay, would you, would you feed my lambs? And the first time I heard it, I, I said, God, I, I'd love to feed your lambs, but this is a crazy lamb. This lamb has, has issues. She's thinking that she's stronger than a vehicle. And so I said, God, I, 
I want to make sure that I'm hearing you right. And of course, very gently, very lovingly, Jay, go to her. And so I turn around because by this point, I'm down the road just a little bit. So I turn around and come in and I park and she's still crossing the intersection. Okay. At this point, I get out of the car and I begin to walk to her. Now, when I first started walking towards her, she is still screaming. She's, she's cursing me out, calling me all types of things. And I'm still like, God, I don't know if you were talking about this person to go to her. Maybe there was somebody else that you were talking about. But I took one more step. And the thing is, I don't know how to explain it other than this. That next step that I took, I think I began to see her the way that God saw her. So I took another step. And when I took that next step, I began to weep hysterically because now I see a daughter. I see his daughter. And so I took another step. And the next step I took, listen to this, I saw my sister. And then I took one more step and I saw myself. By this time, my arms are open like this. And up until that point, she was still cursing, still screaming. But when I opened my arms, she just began to cry. And when I got to her, I gave her a hug. And I told her that you are loved. You are loved so much. You are loved by the king. You are loved by the father. I prayed with that woman that day. And I haven't seen her since. But that blessed my spirit just as much as it blessed hers. I got back in the van. I told myself I wasn't going to cry today because every time I'm up here, I'm crying. I got back in the van. And I was just grateful that he would use someone like me. So my prayer tonight is that you know that you have been invited to come sit with the king and have fellowship with him today. He is saying the table is prepared. He has everything set in place. It's just right. All the greatest meals, all the favorite foods, whatever your favorite food is, it's there. Your favorite dishes, it's there. There's no work involved. Just come sit. If you say yes to him, He is faithful to see it through. We're going to have a time of response. The band is going to lead us in the uh, the last song. But hear my heart tonight. I want you guys to let go of everything today. I really believe in my heart that God is wanting to do something very special tonight. The invitation has been sent and you are invited. If you are saying yes to God's invitation tonight, I want you to move in faith. As they're singing this song, come forward to the altar. There's going to be people up here to pray with you if you want prayer. Whatever it is, come to the altar. Don't let another day go by of you living in the same things that you're living with. If it's pain, if it's trauma, bring it to the altar. One of my favorite songs, they, they, they sung a snippet of it. It's come to the altar. And, and the reason why I love that song so much, 
the Father's arms. <laughs> They're always there. <laughs> He'll never close his arms on you. Like Jay's daughter said, He'll never close his arms. They're always wide. So in faith today, if you are accepting his invitation, I urge you to come to the altar. Thank you, guys.